the Jews are compared to the sand of the sea, we will return regardless of how far we may be. Once the other nations find us to be disgusting, in the end, God alone, we will be trusting. So this week's Parsha is Parsha Bamidbar. Uh, that's read right before the holiday of Shavuos. And the, uh, the Haftorah for Parsha Bamidbar is in Hosea. And um, the backdrop to this Haftorah is spoke about at length in the Gemara in uh, Pesachim. And the Gemara in Pesachim speaks about this Haftorah to give you some context that Hosea, the prophet, um, he was told by Hashem that Israel had sinned, that the, the ten nations, uh, the ten lost tribes had sinned, and they would be cut off. And Hosea responded to God by saying, all the world is yours, God, and exchanged them for another nation. So God was so distraught by Hosea's response that big deal, you know, the the Jews didn't work, so just find another nation. God did not like that response. And in return, so Hashem tells Hosea to marry a prostitute and have children with her even though uh, he knew, even though Hosea knew that, that she would be unfaithful. So uh, Hosea had three children. One of them was named uh, Israel, which means God will plant, uh, God will plant the exiles in the land. One was named, one was named Lo Ruchama, which means to have no mercy. And the third child was named Lo Ami, which means not my nation, not my people. So anyways, so once um, once Hosea has these three children with his wife that was a prostitute, then God orders that Hosea send away his family, send away his wife and his three children, um, because God says that, you know, and, and, and Hosea, in response to, to God's request now to send away his family, was so disgusted uh, with, with God's um, command that he pleaded with God against having to send them away. And God responded to Hosea by saying that your wife is a prostitute. The children likely aren't even yours, but yet you won't abandon them. You, you will not abandon your children. And God says the same is true with me. Um, God says the Jewish people are an offspring of Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov. How is it that I could exchange them? Even if they've gone off the path, even if they're not perfect, how is it that they're, you know, they're my own flesh and blood? How is it that I could, I could exchange them for another nation? And with that, Hosea came to realize that he was blatantly wrong in saying that, you know, just replace the Jewish people with uh, another nation. Once he realized that he himself wouldn't give up his own family just because they had been not perfect, um, then so too God wouldn't give up the Jewish people just because the Jewish people had sinned. And Hosea, he blesses the Jewish people with this Haftorah that we read for Parsha Bamidbar. Um, and so the parable, the, the mushal is that, um, that uh, um, the nimshal is that the Jewish people are like, um, are like Hosea's wife that's a prostitute. And the, the end of the Aftorah talks about that basically if the Jewish people change their ways, then, the, then God will once again love uh, the Jewish people. Um, similarly, Hosea would love his wife if his wife changed her ways. Um, okay, so moving to the actual Haftorah. 
So the Aftorah begins by um, saying the number of B'nai Yisrael will be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or counted. Um, and this reflects our Torah reading, that the Torah reading counts, uh, has a census where it uses a half shekel to count the people. However, notably, the half shekel um, is, it's, you're, you're not counting directly a head count, and not, it's not a straight census. Uh, it's sort of an indirect census because the Jewish people are considered like beyond counting. They're so, so good that they're beyond counting. And similarly, um, in the, the Torah reading, it talks about how the sand of the sea actually is somewhat limited. You know, I, I think if you've heard any stories lately, sand is instrumental in, for example, making concrete um, and, and making glass. And uh, there's talk that maybe sand is actually limited. It's going to run out one day. And similarly, the Jewish people, we're not uncountable, but it's, it's our value is so, is so worthy. Um, and the value of sand is so worthy because uh, the commentaries say the sand, uh, even though it's small in number compared to the rest of the earth, the sand prevents the sea from flooding the entire world. And so too, uh, the Jewish people prevent the evil forces from dominating, um, and without the with, without those with, with without the sand, the the sea would flood the world, and so too without the tzaddikim, without the Jewish people, then the evil forces they would come and completely dominate the world, um, and and like I mentioned in our parsha uh, of Bamidbar, the people are counted with the half shekel, and the half shekel basically is used because the Jews are too important to be counted with a simple head count. And similarly, in our Haftorah, we see that um, the Jewish people cannot merely just be measured or counted. They're like the they're like the sand of the sea that is almost uncountable because it does such a, an amazing uh, serves such an amazing purpose by preventing the sea from overflowing into the world. Um, another similar interesting comment here is that sand, when the ocean hits the sand, hits hits the beaches, the sand is thrown all around. You know, if you're out by the beach. Uh, you see that sand is always in tumult, always being mixed around. And similarly, the Jewish people are also always in tumult, always moving, always pushed out of one land, always thrown around and tossed around by the world forces. Yet we still serve an, uh, an unbelievably important purpose, um, similar to the way that the sand prevents the ocean from flooding, even though it's thrown around quite a bit. So moving on, um, then the Haftorah says that in the same place that the ten tribes were told, Lo Ami, you're not my people, they will instead be told B'nai El Chai, um, which means you're the sons of living gods. Um, so as I mentioned at the beginning, that Hosea, that God told Hosea that the 10 tribes, they would eventually be basically um, excommunicated from the Jewish people at large. God would tell those 10 tribes, you're not my people anymore, Lo Ami. Um, and because their their sins, their idolatry was so tremendous that basically God said, you're not going to be my people anymore. But in that exact same place in the end of days, those that those same 10 tribes that were pushed out will eventually come back uh, and recognize B'nai El-Chai, the sons of a living God. Uh, moving on. So then it talks about how B'nai Yehuda and B'nai Yisrael, the children of Yehuda, the children of Israel, they'll come together and they will appoint one leader and as uh, one unit, all go up to the land of Israel. Um, and, uh, and all is one, all united, because traditionally the ten tribes had been split off from the tribe of Yehuda. 
Um, however, in the end of days, they're going to come together and all, all come as one under one leader. Then it talks about how um, for Yom Yisrael is great. Um, and what's interesting is um, what this means is, is that there was a, a king that, of the ten tribes, Yehu, uh, Yehu who uh, he killed the wicked King Ahav and Queen Isabel. Um, who were the leaders of the ten tribes? They were terrible people, um, and they killed and and Yehu killed these terrible uh, leaders in the valley of Israel. Um, but the reason that he killed them, uh, the Nach says that the reason that, that Yehu killed them is not because they were such bad people. Rather, it's for his own personal stature because Yehu took the uh, basically took leadership from Ahav and Yisavel once he killed them. Um, so it really was not for good reasons. However, in the end of days, the Saftora is saying that this place where he killed them in um, in uh, Israel will eventually become, actually that day will become a good thing. Even though at the time he killed them for sort of bad purposes, just to, to get power himself, in the end of days it will actually be a positive. So then um, it talks about how in the end of days, again, uh, the Jewish people will... As I mentioned, um, uh, so Hoshea's, two of Hoshea's children were called the low Ami, not my people, and the low Rochama, um, basically no mercy. Um, and those names will actually be changed in the end of days to Ami and Rochami, um, meaning uh, my, my nation and mercy. So even though right now they have, we, we may have, uh, you know, a negative association with God being called Lo Ami and Lo Rochami, uh, Lo, Lo Rochama in the end will eventually have the opposite. The Lo will be dropped and will be my art, you know, uh, God's nation and we will have God's mercy. Moving on. So now it gets into uh, sort of the analogy between Hosea's uh, wife who was a prostitute and the Jewish people who basically are like a prostitute uh, going against what God tells them. So um, the Haftorah says, contend with your mother because she is not my wife. Um, and uh, so so what this is saying is basically the Jewish people should uh, contend with their mother and the mother, uh, the commentary say mother here, is talking about basically the 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 Yetzer Hara, the, the evil inclination that the Jewish people have um, to serve idols, to do idolatry. And basically, because of that, that's as if they were um, sort of the, the disloyal wife um, to God. And, uh, and, and that, that impulse to serve idols um, and to break the mitzvot, uh, that, that basically causes a, uh, a tension, um, disunity between God and the Jewish people. Um, and then the Haftorah says, remove, uh, have her remove her idolatry from her face and, uh, let go of, uh, her hug of infidelity to her breasts, lest I strip her bare and stand her on the day she was born. So the message here is that basically, um, either there's going to be two choices, either the Jewish people are going to continue to cling on to basically serving idols um, but if they do keep serving idols, then God will, in turn, strip her bare and stand her as the day she was born. So basically, on the day you're born, you're born completely naked with nothing. You have no resources. Similarly, God will strip the Jewish people of all of its wealth and all of its blessing 
and we'll have to come back to our roots like the day that we're born. Um, and once we come back to our roots, we'll realize our roots are ultimately uh, in the Torah and following the mitzvot. Uh, so then the Haftorah goes on to say that um, the prostitute, basically the, the, the Jewish people, um, will become starved and they will die of thirst and uh, God will have no mercy on her children, for they are um, uh, for, for they are uh, children of, of a harlot. And what's interesting is the Jewish people, basically, as I mentioned, the, the, the mother in this scenario is sort of the Yitzhar Hara, the, the inclination to do evil. Um, but the children, basically, the commentaries say, it's our choice whether we follow the Yitzhar Hara or whether we follow the mitzvot. And if we consider ourselves like a child of the Yitzhar Hara, then ultimately uh, we'll have no mercy from God. But if we consider ourselves like more, uh, you know, beholden to, um, to, to God, then, then God will have mercy on us. So it's sort of uh, a perspective. Are we going to be, where are we going to consider ourselves children of, um, of the Yitzhar Hara and continue to commit adultery, uh, continue to commit, uh, you know, serving, serving idols? Or um, are we going to switch and, and follow them as vote? Okay, so then it talks about how um, the, the mother, the, the prostitute mother, would chase after other men that she thought provided her food, clothing, and oils. But God ultimately, and, and, and basically that's talking about the Jewish people, how the Jewish people chased after other nations that they thought provided them with, with all their resources, with all their wealth. Um, but ultimately, it says God will block her way, block the Jewish people's way with thorns so that she cannot reach her, um, her, her clientele, basically, uh, as a prostitute. Then once she's blocked, once she has all these thorns in her way, then she will have to return to her first husband because she'll realize that it was better for me than it is now. Um, so uh, for, and then, and then God says, uh, once she comes back, she will realize that actually God was basically, once the Jewish people come back to God, uh, they'll realize that all along, all those resources, the green, the, the the wine, the oil, all the resources that they had were ultimately given by God, not by all those other forces, all the other idols that the Jewish people were chasing after. And um, the idea of being here is that basically in every in every moment in Jewish history, the Jews have always sort of tried at least to um, integrate with the rest of the people, even if that meant being becoming idolaters, if that meant you know breaking Shabbat, whatever whatever it happens to be, the Jewish people have always tried to integrate, but ultimately it's never worked. We've always been blocked by thorns, and once we're blocked by thorns, we realize okay, it's actually better off that we follow its vote. Um, so you can see that trend happening again and again. Then it talks about the Torah goes on to say that um, this prostitute or the, or being a, a reference to the Jewish people, that the prostitute used the gold that I gave her to worship idols. And this similarly reflects kind of the concept of when the Jewish people came out of the land of Egypt, they uh, had a lot of gold from the Egyptians, and ultimately they used that gold to for the cheta ego, for the sin of the golden calf. Um, and that's basically what it's talking about, that the, the husband, so to speak, gave the wife a lot of gold, but she turned around and used that gold for, for worshiping idols to build the cheta ego. Um, therefore, God is going to take away all of her food, all of her clothing, all of her resources, and basically she'll become so impoverished 
uh, and disgusting that all the other nations will become repulsed by the Jewish people, will become disgusted by the Jewish people to the point that no nation will want her. Um, and then once she has nothing, um, God will even destroy, uh, it's interesting, the Torah says God will terminate, will end her, um, her festivals, her Shabbat, her Rosh Chodesh, um, and basically it's saying the Jewish people have always followed the, the festivals, some of the basic mitzvot, but they've been followed, but, um, but throughout history, sometimes we follow those things, not for the real reason of, I guess, being uh, connected to God, but rather for sort of for our own purposes, um, for our own evil purposes. And therefore, that's why God is going to even stop the, that, this type of worship. Um, then God says that, uh, they, that God will destroy, uh, her fig tree that was payment that she got as a prostitute. So again, it's going with this analogy of the, of the prostitute being the Jewish people that, uh, basically the, the, the payment that she got, uh, as a prostitute was a fig tree. That fig tree will be withered away. And then, um, she wore, you know, jewelry and she burned incense um, and, but she's going to be punished that, that, that God will basically punish the Jewish people for all the days that she forgot me, um, the word of God. So, uh, then the Aftorah says that once she's really broken, once she basically has no resources, nowhere to turn, her path is, is blocked by thorns. Uh, every other nation is disgusted by the Jewish people. Then, um, God will lead the Jewish people into the desert and will speak to her heart, basically will speak lovingly to the Jewish people. And ultimately, um, in the desert, in Bamidbar, uh, which is the name of our curse, of course, the new safer that we're, we're working in now in the, in the Torah reading, um, in Bamidbar, um, uh, the, uh, basically the, the idolatrous woman, or in our case, the, the Jewish people, will realize sort of where the source of our blessing came from. Um, and uh, she will, it, it, the Torah says, the Jewish people will dwell as in the days of her youth, um, which is talking about not the, the, the Harsinai experience, the famous Nasev and Ishmael will do and then will listen, um, that famous moment uh, dwelling in, in the days of, our, of her youth, she'll basically revert back, she'll come back from her, her ways as, uh, as a prostitute and and come back to who she was at, uh, in her youth, or, or the Jewish people will come back to who they were when at uh, at Mount Sinai. Then the Torah says an interesting line that um, that the Jewish people, instead of calling God Ishi, my husband, uh, sorry, my my uh, that the Jewish people will now call God Ishi, my husband, and will no longer call God Bali, my master. And the idea is that you serve a master because you have to. However you serve a husband because it's out of love. And that's what the Jewish people are going to do that. Um, but that basically this, this, this woman will, instead of considering God as her master or, or instead of considering her husband as her master, or likewise, the Jewish people considering God as their master will now consider, uh, will now sort of do the mitzvot out of, out of love, um, instead. And then it's interesting. The Haftorah says, uh, God will seal a bris, seal a covenant, between the beasts, the birds, and the reptiles, and will banish warfare from the earth. Um, and the 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 interesting thing is here is that when the, the that basically 
uh, almost going back to this idea that the Jewish people are like the sand of the sea, that the sand of the sea holds back the waters from overflowing the earth. Similarly, if the Jewish people are sort of true to the mitzvot, then they will, um, that, then they will help the entire world survive, uh, and the warf- warfare will be banished, uh, beasts, birds, reptiles, they'll be saved, etc., etc. Then the Haftorah ends by saying, um, I, God, will betroth you, the Jewish people, to me forever, um, with tzedek, mishpat, chesed, and rachamim, with, with, um, with justice, with kindness, with compassion, and ultimately, you will know that uh, you you will know Hashem. So to recap the Haftorah, um, as I mentioned, the little background of the Haftorah is uh, spoken about in the Talmud and Pesachim that talks about how Hosea was told by God that Israel had sinned. And the response was, Hosea said, well, just replace the Jewish people. Just say, okay, Israel sinned. Let's uh, move on to a new nation. You know, it's similar to the way that... Um, after, after, uh, or on Har Sinai with, with the sin of the golden calf, um, God says, you know, God says, let me, re- let me start a new nation with you, Moshe, and we'll get rid of the Jewish people. And uh, Moshe lobbies to not have that happen. However, Hosea did the exact opposite. Hosea says, okay, you don't, it must be that you don't like the Jewish people, um, and, and therefore just get rid of them uh, and, and exchange them with a new nation. But um, Hashem was so disgusted by this response from Hosea that Hashem commands Hosea to marry a prostitute and have children with her, even though uh, he knew that she would be unfaithful. So she had, so so Hosea had three children with this woman: um, Israel, uh, um, Lo Rachama, which means to not have mercy, and Lo Ami, which means not my people. And God ordered Hosea, after these three children were born, ordered Hosea to send away his entire family, to send away his wife and his three children. And Hosea refused. Hosea pleaded against that happening. And God responded to say that, you know, look, your wife is a prostitute. The children probably aren't even yours, but you won't abandon them. And similarly, God says the Jewish people, um, you know, their offspring of Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, how, how is it that I could exchange them? Even if they've gone off the path, how is it that I could exchange them? And Hosea now realizes what he did wrong. Hosea realizes that it was wrong to say that God should just exchange them for a new nation, even if they've sinned. And Hosea blesses the Jews with this Haftorah. Um, and the Nimshal is this idea that uh, the comparison is that the Jews are like, the Jewish people are like basically um, Hosea's uh, wife that was a prostitute. But if she changes, then you know, if she changes his ways, then ultimately she will become beloved once again. So the Haftorah begins by talking about um, the number of B'nai Yisrael will be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or counted. And I mentioned how the sand prevents the sea from basically flooding the entire world. So too, the Jewish people um, prevent basically the evil forces from dominating the entire world. And just like sand is thrown around in the ocean. Similarly, the Jewish people are thrown around all over the world. We're exiled from one place to the next. Um, We're prosecuted from one place to the next. However, in the end, we serve sort of this this critical role of preventing sort of evil from dominating the world. And um, this relates to the Parsha, this idea that the people were counted with a half shekel. Um, And similarly, the Jewish people are considered like the sand of the sea in our Haftorah. So moving on, um, so then the Haftorah says, in the same place 
that the ten tribes were told, Lo, Ami, you're not my people. So God tells the ten tribes, the ten wicked tribes, that you're not my people, basically cutting them off. But in the end of days, um, the Jewish people, or it, including the ten tribes, will be told, uh, will be told, B'nai El Chai, that ultimately you are the children of a living God. So then the Aftorah goes on to say B'nai Yehuda and B'nai Yisrael, basically, there's two factions. There's B'nai Yehuda, the, the, the Jews that are around today, and then there are the B'nai Yisrael, the ten lost tribes. And eventually, in the end of days, those two tribes will come together as one, and they'll appoint one leader, and they'll go as a group to the land. And then it talks about, for Yom Yisrael is great, and um, what is Yisrael? What it is, is Yehu um, killed the wicked King Ahab in Izavel, the, the wicked kings, king and queen of, um, of, of the ten tribes. But the reason that he killed them is basically so Yehu himself would get power. However, in the end of days, that actually, that will be viewed as a good thing because ultimately he killed two wicked people. Um, so even though in the moment it was bad, it was, it was for, for bad purposes, in the end of days, it'll actually be considered great. Um, then in the end, the children of the prostitutes named Lo-Ami and uh, Lo-Rachama, they ultimately will have the Lo drop from their name and the Jewish people will be called Ami, my people, my nation, God's nation, and Rachama, God's mercy. So then moving on, it talks, the Aftorah talks about how contend with your mother because she is not my wife. And similarly, so, so mother in this case is a, um, is a reference to basically the Yetzir Hara, the, the evil inclination that, um, that the evil inclination to serve idols, to serve, uh, idols, to, to break the mitzvot, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and if you consider yourself basically the child of the Yetzir Hara, then ultimately God says, um, he will have no mercy on us. Uh, but if we consider ourselves sort of beholden to the Torah, then um, we will have mercy. We will have uh, rachama, and we will be called God's nation, Ami. Um, so then uh, the Aftorah says that God will remove the harlotry from uh, her face and, the, and will uh, loosen the, the hug of infidelity to her breasts, lest I strip her bare and stand her on the day that she was born. And the connection here is, is that basically um, that, that God will basically take away all of the Jewish people's wealth and blessing and ultimately will be stripped bare until it's like we're the day that we're born, until we have nothing, until we have to eventually come back to our roots. Then the Aftorah says that uh, basically the, the prostitute or the Jewish people will become parched and will die of thirst and there would be no mercy on her children. Um, and then it says that the mother um, chased after other men that she thought provided her for food and clothing. However, in the end, she will be, uh, her, her, when she tries to pursue these other men, her way will be blocked with thorns so that she can't reach her clientele. And then once she is blocked with thorns, she will realize that she should return to her first husband because it was better for me than it is now. Um, and she'll realize that it really all along, basically the Jewish people will realize that, you know, even though every place that would, every t moment in Jewish history, we're always trying to fit in with all the other nations. Um, however, we're always blocked with thorns. We're always blocked with, with, with barriers to totally acclimating and basically, um, 
completely throwing out our, our Jewishness. Uh, and similarly, this prostitute basically is, is blocked with thorns, um, and therefore the only option for the Jewish people will be ultimately to, to return. Then Yafur says she's used um, gold that I gave her to worship idols. And I said, this is just like the when the Jewish people left Egypt, they took a lot of gold, but ultimately they used that gold on for idol worship. And similarly, God gave us all, this, all these resources um, yet we use it for idol worship. And therefore, God says, I'll take away um, all of her food and clothing and all of her resources, and she'll realize, uh, and, and then she'll become basically uh, repulsive, disgusting to all the other nations, so much so that no man will want her, the Aftora says. And, and similarly, the Jewish people, um, we will become so repulsive to the other nations that no one will want us. And then um, God says that I'll terminate, I'll end her rejoicing or festivals or Shabbat. So even if we're following some of the mitzvot, we're going to be following them for the wrong reasons. So God will just totally stop them. And then um, God says, I'll destroy her fig tree that was payment that she got as a, as a prostitute. Then um, it says that she will be punished for wearing jewelry and burning incense um, and she uh, ultimately forgot me. Basically, the Jewish people forgot me. They chased after all these false things. Um, and that's the word of Hashem. Then the Aftor says that I will open her mind, lead her to the desert, and speak to her heart. That in the end, once she basically is totally uh, abandoned, has nothing left, then God will lead us into the desert. And um, we will come to the realization that um, that God was really the source of all the good that we had. And uh, it wasn't all those other forces that we chased after. And we will dwell there as in the days of our youth. And this is a reference to Mount Sinai um, in the days of our youth when we said Nasev and Nishma. So then the Haftorah says that the Jewish people will call God Ishi and no longer call God Bali. Um, so instead of calling God, so so God will, the Jewish people will now call God my husband and no longer call God Bali my master. And the idea is that a master is served because you have to serve him. You have no choice. But a husband is served because you want to serve him. It's served out of love. Um, then the Aftorah says that there will be a, a seal, a bris, um, a, a covenant between the beasts, the birds, the reptiles, and war will be vanished. And I said this is just like the sand that prevents the entire, you know, the ocean from flooding the entire world. So too, the Jewish people basically... Once the Jewish people follow the mitzvot, then all the other pieces, the beasts, the birds, the reptiles, warfare, that will also um, settle uh, and, and the world will, will be in peace. Then the Haftorah ends by saying, I, God, will betroth you to me forever with tzedek, mishbat, chesed, rachmim, and you will know Hashem. Um, and with that, I will read my poem. Uh, the Jews are compared to the sand of the sea, we will return regardless of how far we may be. Once the other nations find us to be disgusting, in the end, God alone, we will be trusting. And with that, l'chaim l'chaim, and uh, this has been the whole Haftorah.